Anand Kalyan Raman from the Hindu Business Line. I'll be speaking about how to decode your payslip to get more from your salary. It's been a difficult year for many with job losses and pay cuts. Every rupee counts now and it will pay to pay closer attention to your payslip. The payslip is an important document. It is often asked for when we apply for loans, cards or visas. It can also come handy as proof of employment and while filing our tax returns. Importantly, understanding the components of the payslip can help us get a better deal in our current employment and also negotiate better with future employers. To the extent possible, we must attempt to make the payslip as tax efficient as possible. This will mean more money in our pocket. Besides, understanding the components of the payslip can help us reduce the pain of pay cuts by leaving certain components untouched. So a payslip essentially comprises the cash earnings, that is the incomes that the employer gives you and the deductions, the cuts made. Total earnings minus the total deductions is known as the net pay, also called as a take home pay. The payslip also has details about the employee such as his name, designation, department etc and the employer the name, address, etc. The earnings in a payslip can have many cash components. These include the basic salary, the DA, the dearness allowance, HRA, house rent allowance, LTA, leave and cashment, bonus or variable pay, various other allowances and reimbursement. Important deductions include income tax, employee contribution to the EPF and professional tax. So the basic salary is a payslip's basic building block. It is the starting point of most payslips and accounts for about a quarter or more of the total earnings. The basic salary is important for other reasons too. It has an influence on many other components of the payslip. HRA, for instance, is usually a percentage of the basic. This can go up to 50% of the basic at times. Besides, the basic has a bearing on other benefits that form part of the cost to company the company gives you. These include the EPF and the gratuity. So having a healthy basic salary will help. It also follows that pay cuts when they happen should not happen by reducing the basic salary because this will end up hurting other salary components and your long-term and retirement benefits. Basic salary is entirely taxable. Dearness allowance is also given by many employers to their employees to provide for the rising cost of living. The DA is often adjusted periodically taking into account inflation indices. But certain employers can also pay the DA as a fixed amount. DA can be a good part of a salary, about 10% or more. And along with the basic, it too has an influence on other CTC components such as your EPF and gratuity. DA again is taxable without any tax breaks. Even so, reducing the DA as part of the pay cuts is not advisable as it will impact other benefits too. HRA, the house rent allowance, is also often a good portion of the total earnings, about 10 to 15 percent. Unlike the basic and the DA though, HRA is a tax efficient income for employees who live in a rented house. The tax break can be significant depending on the amount of HRA received, the basic and the DA of the employee, the rent paid 
and the location of the rented house whether it's in a metro or non metro even employees who don't get hra but pay house rent get a tax break it's a smaller amount though reducing hra as part of the pay cuts may not be a good idea as it could reduce the tax breaks the tax break on hra is available only for those who opt for the old tax regime with work from home becoming common now due to the pandemic and many employees moving away from rented houses the impact on hra tax benefits has to be assessed the leave travel allowance LTA is another tax efficient allowance given by employers to employees to meet the costs on domestic vacations incurred by the employee and the family it can be paid by the employer annually or monthly on expenses incurred the income tax act allows a tax break but it comes with various strings attached given the tax benefit it is best not to touch the allowance in case of pay cuts Again the tax break on LTA is only for those who opt for the old tax regime. Leave and cashment can also reflect in your payslip. Many employers allow their employees to encash a portion of their unutilized earned leave, the privileged leave every year. This can be up to say 15 days. This payment will reflect in the payslip when it is made. Encashment of leave when the employee is in service is taxable, but leave encashment at retirement gets a tax break under both the old and the new tax regimes. Next, the employer may have agreed to pay you bonus or variable pay depending on your performance and that of the business. As and when this payment is made, whether in part or in full, it will be reflected as earnings in your payslip. The amount received as bonus or variable pay is fully taxable. earnings can also include various allowances some of which come with tax breaks and some without tax breaks the allowances that come with tax breaks include the children education allowance hostel expenditure allowance and some special allowances for employees working in specified areas such as hilly areas border areas disturbed areas etc the tax exemption on these allowances is to the extent specified by the tax rules For instance the break on the children's education allowance is rather small rupees 100 per month per child for a maximum of two children also the hostel expenditure allowance is limited to rupees 300 per month for a maximum of two children these tax breaks are mostly allowed only to employees who opt for the old tax regime however there are certain allowances the tax exemption on which is given to those in both the old and the new tax regime these include the cost of travel on tour or transfer the daily charges incurred on tour or transfer and conveyance expenditure incurred in the performance of duties also the transport allowances granted to specified physically challenged employees to commute between place of residence and duty is exempt up to rupees 3200 a month so employees who are eligible for these tax benefits should check with their employers whether the salary could be structured to include these allowances in the payslip there could be other allowances too that come without tax breaks these include medical allowance transport allowance vehicle allowance and other allowances by whatever name called for instance personal allowance special allowance other allowances Earlier medical allowance and transport allowance came with tax breaks but these have now been clubbed with the standard deduction of rupees 50000 a year for salaried employees 
the standard deduction benefit though is available only for those opting for the old tax regime these allowances that come without tax breaks such as personal special other vehicle transport medical etc could form a good part of the salary pay cuts if any are best affected through a cut in such allowances as they don't get tax breaks and they also do not have a bearing on other parts of the earnings and the ctc the pay slip could also include reimbursements that employers may provide employees for certain specified expenses incurred for official purposes an example includes the reimbursement for telephone expenses these reimbursements are tax exempt if allowed by the tax laws so employees can check with their employers to include such reimbursements as part of their pay package not all reimbursements will be tax exempt though for instance in the recent work from home scenario many employees are providing allowances and reimbursements to employees to buy ergonomic furniture and other equipment at home but experts opine that these allowances reimbursements are not eligible for tax breaks as there is no specific provision in the tax law yet in addition to the cash earnings mentioned earlier the employer may provide certain non cash perquisites to their employees examples include concessional accommodation and vehicle for usage these are not reflected in the payslip but will form part of the ctc cost to company provided by the employer The valuation and taxation of such perquisites will be as provided in the tax laws. Among the tax efficient perquisites are paid food vouchers that are tax exempt up to rupees fifty per meal, but this benefit is available only for those in the old tax regime. Gift vouchers provided by employers to employees is tax exempt if the value is below rupees five thousand a year. This benefit is available to both those in the old tax regime and the new tax regime. Another tax efficient perquisite is contribution by employer to the national pension scheme account or other notified pension schemes of their employees. A deduction of up to 10% of the salary basic and the DA is allowed on such contributions in both the old and the new tax regimes. having these perks as part of your cost to company can reduce your overall tax outgo coming to deductions the key one is the income tax that the employer deducts as source tds before paying the salary to the employee the tds is based on the estimated taxable earnings including taxable perquisites of the employee for the year taking into account the various planned tax saving investments over the year these could include investments under section 80c up to rupees 1.5 lakh a year section 80d health insurance premium additional nps investment of up to 50000 a year and interest on home loan under section 24 the other important deduction is the epf contribution that the employee makes as we know both employer and employee usually contribute 12% of the basic plus da to the epf on a monthly basis The employee's contribution to the EPF is shown as a deduction from the payslip while the employer's contribution is shown as part of the CTC. An employee can contribute over and above the 12% to the EPF. This is known as VPF, voluntary provident fund and is also shown as a deduction in the payslip. 
the employer need not contribute to the VPF. Then there is the professional tax that is levied by certain states and can go up to a few hundred rupees each month. Other deductions may include insurance premia, loan installments and canteen payment depending on the arrangement between the employer and the employee. Often there is confusion about why the net pay, the take home pay in the pay slip is different from the CTC cost to company mentioned in your offer letter. There can be many reasons for this. The CTC is a sum that your employer spends on you. It includes the amount that the employer pays you and more. The take home pay is often lower than the CTC because the CTC has a broader scope including benefits such as employer contribution to the EPF and NPS, perks, gratuity, insurance premium paid by the employer and full variable pay. Besides, CTC is a pre-tax amount while the net take-home pay is a post-tax amount. When you are negotiating with a prospective employer, bargain on the basis of both the CTC your current employer gives you and the pay mentioned in your pay slip. It's a good idea to ask for more fixed and less variable components. This could help you get more than before. Finally, here are some tips for you to get more bang for your salary buck. 1. Negotiate on the basis of both CTC and pay. 2. Ask for more fixed and less variable component. 3. Negotiate for higher basic and DA. This will help you get more EPF and gratuity. 4. Ask for allowances that have tax breaks. 5. Use HRA tax break if you pay rent. 6. Use the tax break on LTA. 7. Use tax-exempt reimbursements such as phone expenses. 8. Use tax-efficient purchases such as paid food vouchers. 9. Ask for employer contribution to NPS. This is tax-efficient. Lastly, pay cuts if any should be in allowances without tax breaks or links to other pay components or components of the CTC. Thank you.